It is a privilege to come before you again to share the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ with you. And God is faithful. He has come again. He has given Pastor Tony a word to share with us. And I invite you to listen and, and, and listen intently and, and have your notes ready to, to write down the things that God is speaking to you about because he wants to get us to a place where we've never been, where we don't even expect. So we uh, look to see you on the other side. Hey, good morning, everybody. Good morning, good morning, good morning. I am Pastor Tony Jones, and I am the pastor of Impact Fellowship, and we welcome all of you in today. Today, I believe that God has a great message for us, um, and we're going to get right into um, talking about what happens when we wait for God. The wondrous is the name yeah. of the Lord. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. Mm -hmm. The righteous run in and are saved. Glory to God. We thank God for just being that protector, that provider, that covering over us and over our lives. We believe that God is going to do something great in us on this day. And I believe that's why we have the message that we have here today. But before we get into that, uh, we talked about last week that we were going back onto the campus of Penn State, Harrisburg, we are still working out all of those details, um, and, and I'm believing God that we're going to come to a quick resolution here, but for now, we're going to stay right where we are, and we're going to believe God to make the changes that are needed in order for us to get back to that place where we need to be. Come on, turn with me to the book of Acts, Acts the first chapter, and we're going to begin around verse number four, Acts the first chapter. And we're going to begin at verse number four. I just want to thank God for all those who are here with us. I'm looking over and I'm, I'm, I just want to say good morning to all those who are here. God bless you. Um, and I'm looking forward to, to hear what God is doing in all of your lives. Acts the first chapter and we're going to begin at verse number four. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit, not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, Will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? And he said to them, It is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witness to me in Jerusalem and all and, and, and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Now, when he had spoken those things, while they watched, he was taken up, and, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And when they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, who also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This this same Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will so come in like manner 
as you saw him go into heaven. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. When they had entered, they went up into the upper room where they were staying, Peter, James, John, and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon, the, the zealot, and Judas, the son of James. These all continue with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. And we're going to stop right there. And I want to preach from the uh, title uh, called He is Worth the Wait. He is Worth the Wait. See, oftentimes it is difficult for one to do what they want, what they want to do um, when they want to encourage others to do. I, I'll say it differently. It is difficult for one to do what they encourage other people to do. Why is that so difficult? Because it requires um, it requires us to want to, or it requires us to put our flesh aside, or to put our interest aside for someone else. I'll give you an example. A mother will tell whomever uh, the moment they mention they do not feel well that they need to go see a doctor. But when she has something wrong, she will not want to go see a doctor for herself. And we always would tell her or, you know, you would tell your, um, your mother, um, you need to go see a doctor. And she will reply, if it gets worse, then I will go. The same thing happens when it comes to faith sometimes. Someone can say, pray for such and such. And we can say, I believe God will work mightily on your behalf. But watch this, when it becomes something personal, then we oftentimes struggle between faith and doubt. Let me give you another example. A preacher found himself doing something similar as well. There was something he and his wife were embarking upon, and it seemed like things were not moving as fast as each of them would have liked them to. They had asked God for something and now found themselves waiting. The preacher said, I have the faith that God can and God will, but I find myself struggling between the spirit and my flesh. Hallelujah. The spirit was saying, stand still and wait on God. But the flesh was saying, hurry up. I want it now. As he went through his day and thinking about how he could possibly speed up what he wanted to happen, he heard these words in the spirit, wait on me. See, sometimes we find ourselves uh, in a condition of, in, 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 in a condition of that mindset, a place called wait, <laughs> a place called wait. And see, in, in that place called wait, it's like a desert. It's between asking God for something and actually receiving from God that which you have asked for. It is a place of uncertainty, frustration, anxiety, and faith 
testing that no one ever enjoys. And once again, I found myself, or these, this preacher found himself waiting for the impossible. See, waiting for anything can produce many different emotions. Yes. From anger, frustration, hopelessness, because if we are truthful, regardless of how many spiritual, how, how, how spiritually minded we think we are, most of us hate waiting for what we want. Hallelujah. See, being in the flesh, we want everything done quickly. See, with new technology constantly being uh, developed to meet the demands of a rapidly changing society, our impatience is encouraged. <laughs> and our desire to wait is now diminished even more so. While technology strives to make our life easier and faster, God works on on very different plane. In other words, God says, "Stand still and see." While I'll, while most of us uh, like to uh, hurry things up, and we want things to move at a more rapid pace. Yes. Hallelujah! See, the the one thing about uh, uh, this whole thing of of waiting that um, gets to us is that we can't have things when we want them. And normally that's right now. Um, we're in a, in a time where everything is is at our um, uh, fingertips. Glory to God. At one point, if you wanted to go to the, the movie theater, you had to plan ahead and uh, find out what time a show was coming. Glory to God. Now you can search for um, new uh, movies mm -hmm. on your home TV. Yeah. Glory to God. You no longer have to go out to the movie theaters. Mm -hmm. See, at one point, you know, if you wanted um, to to have something to eat, um, you had to uh, remove it from the refrigerator or maybe warm it up. Glory to God. But we have uh, microwave ovens now that, that we could just uh, reheat a meal in seconds. Glory to God. So we see that as technology has grown, um, it has caused our faith um, to, I'm, I'm sorry, it has caused our faith in our flesh to war even more so because we're used to having things at that right now uh, uh, a moment. We're used to having things, if I think about it, I want it, glory to God. If we, we're used to having things right at the moment we ask for it. See, let me, let me give you this um, thing. Uh, uh, the Webster's Dictionary um, defines something um, for us. It says, waiting is to stay in a place of expectation, of to, or de a, a delay or of serving, to serve as to wait tables, to remain stationary in readiness or expectation, to pause for another to look forward to expectantly. Why is that important? Because that defines what waiting is like. It defines what happens to us while we're in that waiting uh, phase of our life. Mm -hmm. Waiting biblically is more than standing still with a level of expectation looking forward to what will be. But it is the process of becoming what God wants us to 
to be. Glory to God. So in other words, biblically speaking, it's more than just waiting for something. Because while you're in the wait, God is preparing the man and the woman for what's to come. While you are in the wait, God is fixing and, and, and trimming and smoothing out areas in our lives so that we can receive that thing which we are asking God for. God has already got this thing worked out on our behalf. See, biblically, those who wait are those who work because they know their labor is not in vain. Glory to God. Watch this. The farmer can wait for the harvest because they have done the work of sowing the seed and tending the field. Those who wait on God can go about their lives confident that God will provide the meaning and conclusions to their lives and the harvest to, um, to their toil. In other words, waiting is the confident, disciplined, expected, active, and sometimes painful clinging to God, knowing with surety that he will, that we will reap the reward. Yes. Glory to God. Watch this. I want to focus here on Acts, the uh, first chapter around verse four. And being assembled together with them, commanded them, now this is Jesus, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, Ye have heard of me. God has now appeared before his disciples for the first time. And he's saying, listen, fellas, I want you to stay right here. Do not leave here until you have been endowed with the Holy Spirit. So now, mind you, these men are now waiting for something. These men are now waiting for that thing that Jesus had been telling them about. Glory to God. So this is not a new revelation to them, but now they find themselves in that seat of wait. Glory to God. Watch this. See, waiting on the Lord may be one of the most difficult aspects of the Christian life. Glory to God. When Jesus promised that he would return, he instructed his disciples to wait for the promise of the Father. He was telling them that this was a means of experiencing his peace, his prosperity, and his power. power. And in waiting, they would catch the mighty wind of God's Spirit, see the move of God, receive the power of God, and ultimately change the world. Waiting on the Lord requires faith. Hallelujah. The scripture in Hebrew says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Glory to God. In other words, faith says, I believe God before I see it. Glory to God. Many times we are often uh, 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 hit with the, this thing that seeing is believing. Glory to God. So in other words, we don't believe anything until we see it. You know, we, we often say people can say whatever they want to say, but I'll believe it when I see it. See, this is the thing that causes our, our the, the spiritual man and the spiritual woman to war in their flesh because we don't want to be wrong. 
Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Many times we just struggle because I don't want no one to uh, 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 hear me declare things because if, if it doesn't show up, then I have to answer for it. Or if it doesn't show up, then people are going to say, see, I didn't think that 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 whole Jesus thing that you were talking about was any good. Mm-hmm. But this is what God is saying. It's like, listen, listen, beloved, don't wait till you see it. Hallelujah. Don't wait until there's a manifestation before you declare. But, but let your faith Guide where, hallelujah, I am taking you. Let your faith be known, hallelujah, that, that God is because it is your faith that will activate God to move on your behalf. Hallelujah. Waiting on the Lord requires faith. It takes faith to trust God because trusting Him doesn't mean I'm going to get what I want when I want it. Hallelujah. I'll say that one more time. Trusting God doesn't mean that I'm going to get what I want when I want it. Hallelujah. But having faith while waiting on God means you believe there is nothing God can't do. Hallelujah. When he, Jesus, told the disciples to wait in verse 4, he doesn't tell them how long to wait. He just said, wait for the promise of the Father. This took faith, trusting God can and will do what he said, no matter how long it took. Waiting on God reminds us that God is in control and we are not. Mm. God uses waiting to make us humble. As waiting reveals a spectacular lack of control, it exposes our weaknesses and vulnerabilities. God is in charge and we are not. Hallelujah. Humility is defined as a modest or a low view of one's own importance. It is the opposite of pride. Humility is the disposition which prepares the soul for living on faith or living in their faith. Glory to God. Therefore, we have no reason for pride or boasting. Instead, We should embrace our weakness in the form of humility and approach God with a proper view of ourselves. Watch this, Psalms, the 8th chapter, verses 3 and 4. It says, When I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained, hallelujah, what is man that thou art mindful of him and the son of man, that thou visitest him. Glory to God. So here we see David just laying it out for him. Like, look, you are already all that. Listen, you are already so large. You are already so big that you would be mindful of just lowly us, that little us that you are still uh, uh, have a mind toward. There is something to be said about true humility. There's a certain amount of strength and courage that is required to be truly humble. In today's world, there is so much emphasis placed on success, professional and religious titles, salaries and possessions, and so on, that we are faced with falling into the trap and live our lives striving to be and have more to do with 
humbling ourselves to the grace of God, knowing and accepting our true place in this world as lowly servants. What are you saying, preacher? In other words, there is such a pull for our, our flesh yes. to be seen as having all of that. Yes. There's such a pull for our flesh to be uh, ahead. Yes. There's a pull for our flesh to have um, much money and, yes. and, and, and much possessions, yes. you know, to have that, that, that large status that it is clouded, it has clouded as to who we are or who we're supposed to be in God. Hallelujah. This world has has caused many of us to struggle because I, I, I don't have a car that's big enough. I don't have a house that's that's large enough. My uh, uh, a job title is, is not like your uh, a title. So there is this struggle that we have, and these things seeps into the spiritual woman and into the spiritual man. Watch this. Let me give you a, another story. In a dream, God told a man to go outside and push against a huge boulder in his front yard. So every morning for the next few weeks, the man went outside and pushed against the rock. He pushed and groaned and shoved, but the rock never budged. Glory to God. Finally, in a fit of frustration, the man fell to his knees and lifted his eyes to heaven. And he said, what were you thinking? Lord, he cried, wiping sweat from his brow. You told me to push this rock and I've been pushing it for weeks, yet it has not moved an inch. Glory to God. A voice from heaven rumbled among the clouds, then whispered in the man's ear and it said, I told you to push the stone. I didn't tell you to move it. Hallelujah. I'm the only one who can move it. And, and when you're ready, I will. Glory to God. By the way, look at your hands. Hallelujah. The man looks down at his hands and they had grown callous and tough with the work and his, and his arms were bulging with muscle. Though his efforts seemed fruitless, he had grown strong. You see, there's a hidden benefit in waiting. In times of waiting, my soul is revived and my spirit is renewed. Many times as, as a, a preacher, as a pastor, many people often call upon me and ask me to pray for them for strength. Hallelujah. But I want you to know something today, beloved, that God gives strength in the weight. Glory to God. God gives strength uh, of mind. He gives strength of body while we are yet waiting. Hallelujah. The character of the woman and the character of the man is being reworked and reshaped. Hallelujah. Because remember, that thing which you have asked God for is bigger right now than what your physical body can contain. That thing is bigger right now than what your character can hold. But God is going to allow you that in that time of wait, he's going to exercise those muscles. He's going to exercise those spiritual gifts so that when the appointed time comes, you'll be ready and equipped to do the work of the Lord. 
Watch this. I'm going to give something to you here. In Isaiah, the 40th chapter, around the 31st verse, it says, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. What are you talking about, preacher? The, the scripture is very clear. Isaiah is letting us know that when we wait on God, we are constantly being renewed. We are constantly being refreshed so that we can run and not get uh, 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 weary. We shall walk and not faint. Hallelujah. These things are the promises of God, and that's what happens when we wait on him. See, there's, I'm, I'm going to tell you one more story here. Um, there is something uh, about growth um, that happens in the unseen. There is something about growth that happens, hallelujah, uh, be, beyond that of what your neighbors can see. And we can see that in the Chinese bamboo tree, glory to God. It's one of the most remarkable plants on earth. Once the gardener plants the seed, he will see nothing but a single shoot coming out of the bulb for a full five years. Hallelujah. The tiny shoot, however, must have daily food and water. Glory to God. During all the time the gardener is caring for the plant, the exterior shoot will grow less than an inch. Hallelujah. At the end of five years, however, the Chinese bamboo will perform an incredible feat. What is that? I'm glad you asked me. It will grow an amazing 90 feet tall in 90 days. Glory to God. Now ask yourself this. When did the tree actually grow? During the first five years or during the last 90 days? Remember something, beloved. Five is the number of grace. And I guess that's your answer. The answer lies in the unseen part of the tree. The underground root system during the first five years is, is, is the fibrous roots um, are, are being uh, 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 grown and they are spreading deep and wide in the earth. See, now what you don't see is that the roots are growing and wrapping themselves around rock and wrapping themselves around the uh, uh, dirt so that what you see is actually smaller than what is under the ground. See, the Chinese bamboo tree is a picture of faith, patience, strength, control, and timing. When it comes to seeing the promises of God unfolding your life, it will and can take time. Yes, yes. We'll say that one more time. When it comes to the unfolding of God's plan in your life, it will and it can take time. There are many dynamics at work that is unseen in your divine timing. Foundationally, stability Seasons, preparations, and positioning is all happening behind the scenes. Glory to God. So many times we get so impatient because we see prosperity in front of us. 
and with our neighbors, with our co-workers, hallelujah, with our uh, 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 church friends. And, and, and we're looking at ourselves and like, well, why isn't God doing this for me? And, and I don't understand. You know, I've been in this thing just as long as Austin has. And, and I don't understand how he is over here and I'm still uh, seated in this place. What you don't see, beloved, is that God is strengthening the woman and he is strengthening the man and he's creating uh, 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 the man and he's creating the woman before he creates the ministry and, be, and before he establishes us in the marketplace or, or in our profession. He's creating the man and woman that's needed for such a time as this or such a place that you are going to. God is saying uh, in short that I am in control. I know the thoughts I have for you to bring you to an, an expected end. I am working some things out in you and causing you to develop strength, patience, stability, hum humility, and wisdom. I have not forsaken you, neither have I forgot about you. Just a little while longer, and I and what I am doing in you, I will complete, and you will be wanting nothing. See, as you wait, we must continue continually to hold on to God, and he is working things out for our good. In fact, he's the master orchestrator, and he is adding and increasing in ways that we are not even aware of. We must submit ourselves to the process of what God is doing. Watch this. We must realize, as the Bible says in James, the first chapter around the fourth word, verse, yes, it says, but let patience have her perfect work. Yes. Glory to God. That ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. When, when we wait on God, watch this, uh, we wait on him to do the impossible. We wait on him to complete that thing that he has started in us. We wait for him to, to give the words to say, now, son, you're ready. Now, daughter, you're ready. Glory to God. And I will go even a little bit further. Sometime God has you already prepared, but your, your destination is not complete yet. Glory to God. Sometimes you have all the tools already, but your destination has not come into, to that, to, to that place of readiness for you yet. God is holding things up, uh, uh, intentionally because if we were to go too soon, it will consume us. But hallelujah. But God is laying the, the, the groundwork, he is laying the framework needed for us to walk into those situations. In fact, I'm going to stop right here, but I want to encourage you here on something. I'm not sure what it is that you're waiting for. I'm not sure if it's something in your family or something in your workplace. But know this, beloved, that God is working behind the scenes. And just like that bamboo tree, glory to God, God is doing the things behind. Hallelujah. He is doing those things that are needed. He is growing the man. He is growing the woman so that you will be complete lacking nothing when you arrive. Even now for those who are 
in that seat of education. You are in that, that, that seat of credentialing, credentialing. Um, God is making a way for you right now as you are preparing yourself. God is doing those things for you. And maybe you find yourself, uh, in, the, in that, in that place of retirement. Glory to God. And you feel like I, well, I'm just sitting here. Glory to God. Know this, beloved, that God did not place you in the seat of just, I'm sitting here, but there is still a work for you to do. Glory to God. It's not over. It's not finished. Uh, hallelujah. God is still doing things on your behalf. Hallelujah. I realize that that, that, that this word might not be something that, that tickles the, the ear, but God wants you to know that your faith is going to open the door for what you want. But there are certain things that we have to come through that door with, yes. and that is humility. Hallelujah. We have to be humble in order to get through the uh, a door. Does that mean that once we get there, everything is going to work out uh, um, the way we want it to? Absolutely not. Hallelujah. But what it does tell us is that our faith will move God on our behalf. Hallelujah. And as we begin to uh, 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 cast out our faith or or we when, when we begin to let our faith um, in God uh, 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 be known, there it is, then is the opportunity for God to use us. Us. So many times we just looking at the fact that someone has a title that's larger than mine. Someone has a, a stuff that's larger than mine. But know this, beloved, that God has worked things out for you already behind the scenes. So now that our faith in 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 our uh, flesh will begin to walk together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One of the things that, you know, I often say is that, you know, there are days that you have to tell your flesh that flesh, you have to get in line with my faith because my flesh often wants to walk in the opposite direction of my faith. But remember, you are in control, glory to God. Um, just like um, for those of you who are parents, that when, when, when your child is screaming for, for, for candy or for ice cream, glory to God, you, the parent, do not give when the child asks for it, but you, the parent, give when it's appropriate for the child to have. So too does God do for us. Because if God was to grant us everything that we ask for, when we ask for it, hallelujah, it would kill us. Mm -hmm. It would consume us, mm -hmm. hallelujah. Because most of the things that we ask for, we're not ready to receive it mm -hmm. when we ask for it. Hallelujah. But God is working some things out in us. Mm -hmm. and, and God will, will allow situations to, to come about within the, the workplace, within the a family, in order to bring about a change in us. Glory to God. But we often say, God, you got to change Austin. You know, he acting up right now. But what God is trying to say is that, yeah, but I'm trying to change something in you so that you can understand what's happening with Austin. Glory to God. Um, there is some things that God is just trying to get to you. 
And there are some things that you want, and he wants you to have them, but you're not ready to receive it yet because he needs to work those things out behind the scenes. Come on, let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that you're doing the impossible. You're doing the miraculous, Lord God, that you're working things out for our good even now. So, Father, we bless you. And we thank you, Lord God. We thank you for being the God of all flesh. Father, now, Father, I thank you, Lord God, that concerning those situations that we've been sitting and waiting for, Lord God. Father, we just declare right now that we believe you and we trust you, Lord God. We trust you for an outcome, Father, that, that we desire. And we trust that, Lord God, that you're not going to uh, uh, set us up or let us go into a place that we're not ready for. Father, I thank you for renewing us, renewing our minds and, and our bodies, Father. I thank you for re refreshing the, the man and, and the woman, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, for doing the things that you, de you declare for us. We believe you, Lord God. We thank you in advance. Now, Father, some are, are, are in need of uh, financial miracles, Lord God. Father, I thank you right now, Father, for doing the impossible in those areas. Lord God, you see right now where the healing of the body, Father, where the, the body is portraying um, the, the people. So, Father, I thank you for bringing forth healing, Father, in families, Lord God. Father, we see how COVID has now taken a, a, another shift. And so, Father, we thank you, Lord God. Father, as we prayed before, um, we thank you for healing this, this country, this nation, this world from this COVID disease, Lord God. Whether it be uh, 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 the, the, the current um, 19 or, or a, a variant thereof, Lord God, we thank you, Father, for the eradication of this virus, Lord God. And Father, you see now, even in the, the southern portion of the United States, Lord God, that um, uh, uh, hurricanes are have come. Father, Father, I thank you right now, Father, for your hedge of protection around your people, Lord God. Father, I thank you, Father, for, for, for securing life, Lord God. Father, we thank you for your protection, Father, over the people. In the name of Jesus, Lord God. So, Father, we thank you for what you're doing and saying, Father, to us. Father, we saw that even this week, Lord God, in, in, in the country of Afghanistan, Lord God, that there were takeovers and, and, and things like that, Lord God. Father, I thank you for just having mercy on your people. Father, I thank you, Lord God, that, that your word says that if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and forgive sin and heal their land. Father, I thank you for healing the land, Lord God. Father, I thank you for all those who are traveling back home. Father, I thank you for safe passage for them. In the name of Jesus, Lord God, we thank you. And we just call it all, yay, amen, amen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. You know, um, this week has been, I've been traveling this weekend. Uh, I've been hearing about the things and the situations of the people over in Afghanistan. And, and I, I've seen um, all the different uh, uh, things, uh, political statements that are being put out there. Uh, again, 
the enemy is using everything that he can to divide the people, to divide the people. His plan is to destroy the people. He don't care what side of the aisle you're on. He desires to have everyone destroyed. So I, I thank God for bringing about understanding for the people. Understand, Father, tell us what it is that we need to pray for. Father, tell us the things that we need to bind in the spirit. Tell us about the things we need to uh, uh, loose in the spirit, Lord God. Father, we see that the enemy is trying to separate the people. Don't let him separate you. But if you're unclear, ask God for wisdom. Ask God for understanding and let him give those things to you. Amen. Right now, we're going to go right into offering. Hallelujah. Uh, we invite all of you um, to participate in this portion of service with us by giving of your tithe and your offering. The tithe and the offering are separate. The, the tithe is 10% the of our increase. The offering is separate to that of the uh, tithe. God um, commands us to give uh, 10% of our increase. Um, and, and he desires um, for us to, to give offering, but the uh, tithe is separate from that of the offering. We invite you to send your offering um, to our cash app, which is dollar sign impact fellowship. Um, that's right, dollar sign impact fellowship. That's the cash app so that we can receive your tithe and your offering. Um, right now, Dr. Sarah is going to come and she's going to give us some um, final instructions uh, before we go. Another way to give, another way to reach out and contact us is Impact Fellowship, our address, our PO Box 43 in Middletown, PA. Zip code is 1705799998. We invite you to hear the word of God again and again and again by uh, listening on the podcast anchor.fm. So if you type in forward slash impact fellowship and um, you can hear these sermons, um, anyone that, that's on there, they're all on there and you can hear them again and again to hear what God is saying to you. So you're in the right place at the right time um, for him to move. Also, uh, YouTube impact fellowship is as um is our name that you can find and hear the word of God. Connect with us, connect with us www.impactpsh.com. Um, let us know if there's something we can pray with you about. Um, reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. God bless you. Amen. I just want to give a shout out to um, the Reverend Will Allen. Uh, Will is here joining us this morning. Will, God bless you, my brother. Good to see you. Um, uh, Daniela, McLaughlin is is there also. Um, we we appreciate you visiting with us. Um, amen. Look at this. Look at this. We have we have other people who are visiting for the first time. Amen. We are so happy that you could join us here um, today. Listen, um, it's not over. We'll be back here again next Sunday at eleven o'clock. And as we say here at Impact Fellowship, have a good week in God on purpose. God bless you, everyone. Have a great day. Yes, he's worth the wait. He's worth the wait. The Lord knows what he is doing, doesn't he? He doesn't give us what we what we ask for at that moment sometimes because he knows we're not ready for it. So we want God to develop us, to 
the character, develop the, the place where we're going. He wants us to develop that, desti that destination so that everything is right and in order with his timing. His timing is always perfect. And so we can continue to trust in him and stand in faith. Um, as Pastor was saying, the Lord does not want us to compare ourselves to a colleague, to another family member, to, to anyone, but, but to compare ourselves to what, what can he do in our lives? Where can God take us? And so I hope that you have been blessed by this word of God. Hear it again. We're so happy to be able to bring the word of God to you, to bring the hope. Um, for in that word is the salvation that we need. So God bless you.